Hi, I'm Dan Fazio with GI Jobs. Welcome to our Success After Service series. Today we're talking with Kimberly Ahn, an Army veteran who now recruits veterans and other people as an account manager for Strategic Staffing Solutions. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi. Hi, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. We really appreciate that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you do. Uh, tell us a little bit about strategic staffing and what your role is there. Yeah, so S3 um, started in Detroit, Michigan in 1990. Um, Women-owned, Cindy Paskey started the company. Um, and what I do is I'm an account manager. Um, I specifically, I'm in the, the augment staffing sector of the company. Um, we do um, direct hire, um, business services, solutions um, for corporations and, and the financial services, oil and gas and healthcare industry. Um, so I specifically work in um, augment staffing for the financial services right now. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, my main job is to work with um, hiring managers to understand their business initiatives, help, um, you know, provide them solutions um, as well as um, augmented um, resources to help with their with their um, you know technical business initiatives that they have going on so um, it's really um, just helping putting people to work and helping um, the client yeah so you you talk with the company and see what their needs are and then you go find try to find um, folks to fill those roles is that yeah. oversimplifying it um it, it uh no not really i mean that's that's pretty much what i do um yeah. you know obviously there's a lot that comes along with it but it really is just um understanding what the client needs and um, being there to support them and then going out and finding the talent that matches their need gotcha and how do you find that talent um so we have a, a great system uh, we have um sourcers a lot of these sourcers are um people you know directly from the military um, you know, a big pillar for S3 is changing people's stations in life. So people that don't have any recruiting experience, um, these sourcers will help fill the funnel for recruiters. We have a team of recruiters that I work with as well, um, you know, that that have great networks um, that use all the different um, recruiting tools and will reach out to the people and then um, fill the fill the funnel even more and then send me good resumes and people that are interested. And then I'll make sure that they're a, a fit for what the hiring manager needs. Um, and then they would go through the interview process with the manager that I work with. Gotcha. Okay. So um, some of those roles include uh, jobs in IT, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. I, I, I mainly work um, technical roles. We do do a little bit of business services as well. Um, you know, so it's it's mainly um, technical roles, um, software developers, business analysts. Um, those are the the main roles that I fill. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, what are, are are they hiring? Are there opportunities, career opportunities right now in the field? Um, what are the hottest jobs out there right now? Yeah. So um, right now, currently, just with with my client, um, you know, they're doing a lot of Q4 planning. Um, so there there is a little bit of a lull. But once Q4 hits, there's going to be a lot of initiatives. People are, you know, moving everything to the cloud. Um, you know, there's a lot of AI talk. Um, so I think people with a lot of cloud based experience, software engineers that have 
Um, you know, the newer technologies um, are going to be hot on the market. They're always looking for solid Java developers, full stack developers, um, backend developers, DevOps. Um, yeah, it, it's there's really like unlimited once once jobs open up and funding's there. It's like unlimited opportunity for software developers. Gotcha. So do you need a college degree to get most of these jobs or can you get into it? Can you get your foot in the door with just certifications or and or perhaps uh, military experience in uh, IT or techn technical roles? Yeah, so um, a lot of the jobs do say, um, you know, a degree in computer science is preferred, but we are seeing a lot of boot camps, certifications, um, people just like with experience through starting with those boot camps. Um, getting getting their foot in the door. Um, they just really want to know that you're eager, a self-starter and willing to work. And if you have some experience and certifications and you can pass their technical screens, then um, yeah, they're, they're willing to give you a try. So I, I, I do say that it's preferred, but it's, it's definitely not, um, I don't see it as being mandatory right now in the field. Gotcha. Um, how would you characterize the pay, the average pay? Obviously, it's going to vary depending on what you're doing and who you're working for and what region you're in, what kind of cost of living, yeah. all that stuff. But if you could just kind of give us an average of what the potential pay is out there. Yeah, so um, I would say for, for junior software engineers, which we say is four, four to five years, um, we're looking around, um, you know, $60, $70 an hour, um, you know, on the, the annual scale is probably around the 90 to 120. And then when you go into the more senior, when you're seven plus, that's when it's, you know, six figures, 100 and above. Um, and it really just depends on also your lead experience. Um, you know, there's additional skill sets um, that, you know, can kind of set you above the rest. But um, if you have um, more senior experience, especially lead experience, um, that's when it, it sets you kind of above the rest. So um, if what would your best piece of advice be to a, a service member who's getting ready to transition or a veteran who wants to get into this field? Um, you know, assuming they have some kind of background in it and perhaps even some some credentials. Yeah, I would definitely say reach out to your network. Um, you know, being a veteran, veterans want to help veterans. And um, that's your biggest power is your network. So, you know, reach out to people in positions um, that, you know, that you aspire to be in. Reach out to them on LinkedIn, um, friends of friends, everyone's willing to help. Um, don't be scared to ask. And, you know, they can really point you in the right direction with different certifications, courses they've taken. Um, that's, that's really what I did was just try to take a hold of my network and ask all the questions because um, you'll be so surprised how much people are really willing to help. Yeah. Well, it's a great segue into um, talking a little bit about your military background. Um, you went to West Point. What inspired you to apply there? Yeah. So I luckily was a very local, you know, I live 30 minutes from West Point. I'm from New Jersey. Um, and I remember, um, in high school, uh, actually a girlfriend in one of my like AP classes, she like walked in with a West Point shirt and I was like, what's West Point? I had no idea at the time. And then um, 
then when I started being recruited for soccer, I was like, oh, I remember like my friend was like wearing a sweatshirt out of West Point. Like I, I had no military like family, no military background. I didn't really know what West Point was until um, I started being recruited for soccer. And uh, I'm really happy I did because um, I did an on-site visit and just the people there were so inspirational. Um, so soccer really did lead me to West Point, but when I went there, it was definitely a choice to serve. And, um, you know, I, I felt like I was willing and able. So I, I took on that challenge and being local too was very helpful. I knew I was going to have the support of my family. Yeah. So um, how many cadets in your class were women when you went? And then did you have to work harder because you were a woman? Yeah, so there's, I think in my graduating classes, just under 1,200 and we're 10, at the time we were around 10% of the class. So, you know, our class sizes were 18 per person, which is, you know, great education. You had a lot of um, personal attention having each class be, you know, under 18 people. So sometimes I would be the only woman in my class. Typically I'd be the only woman in my class. So um, I just think it puts a little bit more of a spotlight on you. You feel like, you know, you're representing uh, the, the females that are there. Um, and, you know, did I have to work harder? I don't think necessarily, but um, I definitely felt like I wanted to represent Army women's soccer, um, represent myself well. And um, yeah, the, the spotlight was definitely on because, you know, all of the guys in your class know you, you don't necessarily know them. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pressure at all, huh? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got out of West Point, what was your MOS? Um, so I started as an um, 88 Alpha, which is a transportation officer. And then by the time I got out as a captain, I was a 90 Alpha, was which is a combined logistician. Um, so it just combines all the branches of logistics. Um, yeah. What were some of your duty stations uh, during your service? Fort Campbell, 101, um, and then Fort Carson, um, Colorado Springs. Um, yeah. Front range. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, it's, it was beautiful. I mean, I'm still in Denver, so okay. I, got, I got Colorado hooked. This Jersey girl got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My brother's in Loveland, and we, we too love the front range, so we love to visit. Mm -hmm. um so when you uh, decided to separate uh, what was your exit plan what did you decide to do yeah that's a great question and um, something that i utilized um, which is a great program um, that the military does is hire our heroes and so i did an internship program with um, striker a device company I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. So um, I went to the Service Academy Career Convention in, um, in DC and met some connections, um, just you know, interviewed with a couple companies, got a feel of um, you know, different um, industries that I might wanna be in. And then um, I met actually a peer that I knew at school who um, was working in Colorado Springs. So I could do an internship with him super easily and just transition into that. So the, the program called Hire Our Heroes is an opportunity for you to um, do an internship with a civilian company um, mm -hmm. for six months while you're still um, 
before you ETS out of the military. So before you exit. So it gives you a little bit of um, a heads up. You know, you can have some corporate experience on your resume before really exiting the military. Um, so I did that program and I did, I did really like it. It's a great company, but um, you know, I wasn't sure if sales was for me quite yet. So I shifted towards um, operations uh, management and I really wanted um, kind of a more dynamic, um, you know, I wanted, um, I, I didn't know if I wanted to go extremely corporate yet. So I jumped into um, the the startup worlds right after the military. And um, I did like operations and account management for a health and wellness startup directly out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. When you were, you know, so you went to the service academies, um, hiring fair in DC, uh, how long before you um, ETS did, did that happen? Like did you, when did you really start preparing for yeah. your transition? I mean, it's definitely like a year out process. Mm -hmm. um, so when you submit your, um, your packet, your, your ETS packet, your exit packet, um, you, you know, you're requesting, Hey, I, I did my obligation. Now I'm planning. Um, this is the date that I'm planning to exit. The process starts a year out. Um, you know, you'll have to, um, from there, then you're starting to, um, you know, just the, the next six months are passing over your duties and your, your current position over to the, the next person in line. Um, they're shifting, you know, your, your duties and responsibilities. And then they they start, um, letting you like actually six months before your ETS, you're completely in a different um, program. You don't have any like hard responsibilities with the military. You can do internships. Um, you know, you're, you're going through all the different um, uh, programs that they, to help like on the day to day on like how to transition. So like they have so many um, resources um, available for you. Um, but yeah, so the, the process is a year, but then six months, they kind of like set you free to the programs that they have to, to really understand how to be a civilian. So they give you plenty of time. Yeah. What was for you, what was the hardest part of transition? What was the biggest challenge or really kept you up at night? Um, I, I would say like professional and personal, there was definitely pieces in both. Um, but um, a main thing for me was what do I really want to do in life? Um, you know, I, I felt like my path was was pretty set for me. Um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. That's what I wanted to be. Um, didn't work out. So I was like, all right, well, I'll join the Army. So that's why I went to West Point. And then I knew I was going to be an Army officer. Um, so, you know, it was just focusing on learning the craft, um, being ready for the next five years. And so everything was very much set for me for, you know, 10, 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you get out, it's like a mind shift change of what industry do I want, want to go into? What do I feel like I can help society? Um, am I going to find something that fulfills me the same? Um, you know, because you always have that sense of help, helping, you know, society, um, doing your service. Is there going to be something that I'm going to feel like I'm doing doing that in the civilian world? So I think finding your purpose in that way in the civilian world was was scary to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to find it. Mm -hmm. 
What would your um, best piece of advice be for someone who's in that position right now, getting ready to transition out? Um, yeah, just definitely um, do some soul searching, you know, definitely give yourself time to just really understand like what you, um, what you enjoy, um, what you, what fulfills you in life. Um, also, like I said, use your network, um, talk to people that you think are like-minded, um, that enjoy the same types of, um, activities and, um, interests as you and have those discussions and see what they did and, um, you know, kind of find success stories that you can kind of mirror and help you, um, know that like, that could be, that could be you, that could be me. Um, so definitely do some soul searching. Um, it's okay if you're confused, um, but just use your network and, and ask questions. Um, I really took a lot of time to self-reflect and um, understand, you know, what I would want in life. So that, that's definitely huge. And it's hard. It's definitely hard when you have everything, um, you know, from your health care to like, mainly like healthcare, I would get like an appointment that says, ding, you're due to get your teeth cleaned. Like, it's hard when you come from like, um, that mindset where there's so many things that are set up for you and you're like, oh, now I have to like think for myself in all regards. Um, it, it is a mind shift for sure. Yeah. So be okay with the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. That's great advice. Well, you've certainly landed uh, in a pretty good place. Um, we didn't really talk about how you shifted from pharmaceuticals to um, what you're doing now, but um Clearly, you're enjoying what you're doing and um, very successful at it. And so, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add or share? Um, just uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, you know, I I always I'm always like, oh me, they want me to like <laughs> give my advice. Um, but I I do really think. Um, you know, the, the military, um, the veteran network is huge. And um, I, I think something that's so important is like understanding your worth as a veteran, like you are um, so, so important. And, um, you know, you're, you're an asset to any organization. So I know, like, it's hard when you look at your skill set, and you're not sure how it transfers. But even just the fact that um, you're a hard worker, you've served your country, um, you're reliable, you're reliable and, and want to work hard like that is an asset for any, um, for any company. So um, everyone has a lot to offer. That's really well said. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Kimberly. We're so uh, privileged to have it. you. Thanks oh, so yeah. much for having me. I hope I did okay. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.